What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Next Generation Podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Blake. And I am Will. And today we'll be diving into why ChatGPT can change schools for the better. So for those who don't know what ChatGPT is, it's an AI that you give prompts to and it regenerates a response as close to like human text as possible. Um, we did an episode about it a few episodes ago, so if you haven't listened to it already, that's a good refresher. Yeah, and even if you have listened to it, I mean, definitely go re-listen. We want the listens. <laughs> yeah, it's also a really good episode. Um, definitely very informative, so definitely go check that out again if you haven't already. Um, and just to preface the rest of this, of this episode, um, we're going to use the term LLM a lot, which stands for Large Language Model, and that's just a general term for all the, like the AIs, so BARD, Bing, ChatGPT. So there's a lot. Who was ChatGPT developed by? OpenAI. OpenAI. So they didn't. They don't have a search engine though, right? No. Okay. Well, then Microsoft, uh, they own a large stake of OpenAI, um, and so then they're able to use ChatGPT's technology in their browser. But we'll talk about that later in this episode. So for those who aren't still in school, you might not know that many schools have actually banned ChatGPT and other LLMs on school networks. Um, so, for example, New York Public Schools and many other schools across the nation, including ours, actually, have banned it on school networks and computers. Um, and this is because many schools are actually concerned about use, using ChatGPT to cheat because, like Will was saying before, you just input a t- text and it'll give you an output. And so, for example, write me a 2,000-page essay on <laughs> this, this, and it'll give you that. Yeah, so if you're, say, learning something in social studies and you have to write an essay, well, you can just ask ChatGPT to write an essay for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's basically why schools are banning it on school devices. But we think this might not be the right decision in the long term, right? Um, because it's pretty clear at this point that artificial intelligence will play at least some role in our future. Um, A pretty big, pretty big role. I mean, yeah, lots of technologies right now are using artificial intelligence um, networks and also, just having the knowledge to how to use these LLMs. Yeah, like, knowing how to use, like, these things will play a big role in your future life. Yeah, and knowing how to take advantage of them so that they can be a really productive and effective tool. And yes, that is, like, not something everyone wants to hear, like, just taking advantage of it. But it's there for a reason. Like, yeah, people a, developed it. It's like a calculator. I mean. Yeah, like, <laughs> you have a calculator, but you can't use it? Like, come on. Yeah. Um... And big tech thinks to this too, right? So uh, Microsoft, like we were saying before, they, um, they, they, they've integrated ChatGPT4 into Bing, which is their search engine. So now if you want to the Bing en- something, Dude, then... The search engine Bing is so confusing. I accidentally like installed it on my computer. Yeah, like, it's not great. It bring up really weird things. Like not like weird things, but like whenever I would click on something, it would like... Yeah, weird. I'll say the UI, just for Microsoft products in general, is pretty jumbled. Mm-hmm. It's not very intuitive. Google's, like, Google, Google's UI is excellent, I must say. Um, anyways. We've actually done an episode on Google search engine. Yeah, we do, actually. So Pretty <laughs> short episode. You should go check it out. Yeah, we're just plugging all of our episodes. So, um, and then Google is has started experimenting with their BARD, which is also an LLM similar to ChatGPT. Um, right now, you can get on their waitlist. I did, and I'm actually in Bard right now. So like you have the actual model. Yeah. Oh, sick. Like, I I was showing it to you earlier. Well, okay. I thought well, we, it's like the same with Bing. I thought it was pretty good. 
I mean, I mean, yeah, they're all similar in the sense that they can do what you ask it to do, but they'll answer it in different ways. And this is actually an episode that we're working on right now. Yes, we're going to try and compare no, the three. Not two. No, three. Well, because ChatGPT and Bing are the same thing. Because Ch- Bing uses ChatGPT. So uh-huh. we're just basically going to be comparing Bing and Bard to see which LLM is the best. But ChatGPT is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, is it raining? Oh my gosh, it's pouring rain. My bike is getting... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, Sal Khan, the founder of the nonprofit organization Khan Academy. I'm sure a lot of you know what that is. He's an expert on education. And actually, in an interview, he was asked about this, and he emphasized how much more efficient people can be, people can use AI. Yeah, so he said, and I quote, this is the future. I've told all of our employees, if you do any form of writing and you're not at least trying to use a large language model, you're probably not efficient at this point, end quote. So this really shows, goes to show how... Especially for writing. Writing is definitely... Yeah, and in these large companies, I mean, they're... The employees are being pushed to use these LLMs because they allow these employees to be so much more efficient. Yeah, and we will get to this later. There is certainly a pros and cons list we can map out. But like we said, we're moving in the direction of AI, and as much as that's probably not what I want to hear either, it's a fact where the technology yeah. is just becoming so And so important. as kids in schools, I think it's important for to teach us how to properly use these LLMs so like, you can best take advantage of them. When you're in school studying to be an engineer, you're learning about how to build things because that's what exactly. you're going to do. So and that's, a, I mean, in a lot of subjects... for everything. In a lot of subjects, what we're learning is pretty niche. Um, and many of us aren't going to apply everything we learn in school in our professional life. And I think using LLMs is definitely something that you can apply in many, many different jobs. Yes, but we, I mean... This is probably what's going to happen. We'll get to like this in a minute, but there is like some problems with overusing this yeah. kind of stuff because people will just become so reliant. Like, yeah, definitely. For That's example, definitely not. Like people just become so reliant on their phones and for social media and stuff like that, and like just need it for entertainment purposes. So this is going to be like a possible yeah. issue that we we're face. not. We're we're not saying that we need to replace us with AI. That's definitely not what we're saying. We're saying that we can definitely I use it. I have come it. here to destroy you. Or de- we definitely can use it as a tool that can em- empower us and... Yes, for sure. There are a ton better. of advantages. Definitely. But is it really making us better or is it making our work better? Well, both. I mean... Okay. There's That's many, many different... I mean, not just LLMs, but AI in general. There are so many applications of how they can make our lives better. For instance, self-driving cars, AI. Mm-hmm. AI can save lives. I mean, a few weeks ago when we were talking with the CEO of Rivian, RJ Scringe, he was talking Woo! about how they uh, were using AI in their cars, right? So For detecting things. Exactly. And they were saying how the AI just gets better the more you use it and it builds off of what it sees. Yeah. I mean, also with Tesla, Tesla self-driving. Um, every single car that's on the road, it's constantly taking in information about all these roads, and then it's using all of the information from all these cars to build, a, like, a map of the world. And that allows it for when the next car drives down that street, it kind of already knows what's on that street. Which is so cool because it's like artificial intelligence is so similar, not so similar, but similar to our brain in the sense that, like, it builds upon what it learns. It doesn't just, like, yeah. have a basis and then just... 
goes off that. It builds That's off the of, benefit of AI, right? Exactly. It can learn, it, it, observes. Can adapt. Yeah. it observes patterns. Yeah. Um, and that's what allows it to mimic human behavior. Which is just really weird to think about. Yeah. So we kind of went off on a tangent there about AI. Let's try to narrow our focus. So back to how students can really use artificial intelligence as a tool. In a school setting like ours, where the students greatly outnumber the teachers, it's hard to get a lot of direct feedback. Yeah, so for us, um, for let's just say language arts, for example, our language arts teachers, they work with about over 80 students at a time every year. So that means that they have to grade 80 different assignments. Which right? makes it really hard for them to focus on just one person. Yeah, so you get very little personalized feedback, which is really what students need to take their writing to the next level. It's what they need to actually learn and grow. And this goes for a lot of things, coaching and t- on teams and everything like that where there's a big group and a, not as much mentorship like, yeah exactly um so students can actually use artificial intelligence um in the classroom to like, get feedback yeah so to grow as writers and not, not only is it immediate feedback it's personalized feedback because they're growing and they're recognizing like what this person how this person writes what they need to grow on although yeah. i do have a question about that because if they're using feedback to become better writers why do they need to become better writers if they can just use the AI. Well, the, the point is, is that you're not using the AI. AI isn't the final answer. AI is a tool that you can use. Okay. So that's kind of the whole point, right? Uh-huh. Um, so you can use artificial intelligence to, I mean, you can input what you're writing. You can, all these sorts like, of things. Make some edits here. Or what well, can I work on? Yeah, what can I work on? Uh, does, is the sentence clear? How can I restructure the sentence so that, it doesn't, it sounds clearer, right? So that way the language arts teachers can still give you feedback when they have the chance, but you're not like not growing as a writer when yeah. your teachers are busy. Exactly. So it's definitely more immediate and personalized feedback, which is really just what students need. And writing is really more important, especially because like in math, there's a right answer and there's a right way to do things. So there's less of a, like, I mean, a same. I mean, same thing in math. Like our teachers, they have to grade 80 different tests, right? No, so know. they can't go, over to, go to every student and tell them how to solve this problem the right way. But writing is more open than yeah, math. Yeah, 100%. Um, so uh, in Bill Gates, well, for those who don't know, Bill Gates... Everyone knows who Bill well, okay. Gates is. Well, he if, was. If you're listening to our podcast, founder, okay. and you don't know who Bill Gates is, shame on you. Okay. Um. So he was the founder of Microsoft, and now he's a world-renowned philanthropist. He actually still is the founder of Microsoft. He's just oh, not the that's CEO. true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Uh. He's now a philanthropist, and he really uses technology. Oh my gosh. Mike's and he, fallen. And he uh, uses technology to better the world and solve world problems. Um, and he has a newsletter called Gates Notes. Um, and in that, he talks about all these different problems and what we can do to solve them. And he wrote about how, you know, we can use ChatGPT and other LLMs in the classroom. Um, and in that, he said uh, how he believes that AI can revolutionize the way people learn by tailoring content to an individual's learning style. So like we just said, it's personalizing feedback. Like for everything, everybody's different in the way they do basically everything. So personalized feedback is so important when you're trying to learn how to become faster. Not everyone's body is the same when you're trying exactly. to like, so personalized feedback is great. And like we said earlier, AI builds off of what they learn. So mm-hmm. it's even better. 
Yeah, and the benefit of AI is that it can identify how students learn best. It can identify if you're a visual learner, et cetera. And then it can tailor the content it gives you to that student's needs. And that will boost engagement and learning, right? Um, many companies are actually integrating AI technology like ChatGPT into their services. So I just want to briefly talk about my experience. Uh, so ChatGPT? No, well, so I'm going to talk about this. Okay. So for those who Personal don't... Personal experience here. <laughs> so for those who don't know what Quizlet is, it's sort of this... Oh, isn't that the game that like you put like no, the... No, no. It's, it's on the computer. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a tutoring website. Um, we use it in school a lot. It can give you flashcards. Like cards. study for us. Yeah, you, you stu- yeah, exactly. You study flashcards. It gives you games to learn how to study the oh, vocabulary. Yes. Okay, I know you're gone. All of that kind of stuff. Um, and it's, it, it's a website that we use in school a lot. Um, and recently, they rolled out a beta feature called QChat, uh, which uses an, an LLM to give students custom-tailored learning experiences and immediate feedback. Um, and so I just want to talk about my experience using it. I have a quick question about that real quick before yeah. you go on. Is that available on our computers? Yes. And is it blocked? No. Okay, so that's yeah. what like the schools need to really think about and consider. Hey, yeah, we're it, sending this to... Okay, we are sending this episode to, like, Mr. Gussage or something. Or no, no, who's the superintendent? Dr. Lutzi or something? Yeah. We are sending it to him. We are getting AI in schools. Yeah. Um. So, at first, when I... So, basically, let me just preface this. I was studying Spanish vocabulary for an upcoming quiz, like we do regularly. And at first... Latin when solos. I, when I uh, saw the little button for QChat, it said beta, and I was like, okay... I, at first, I really didn't expect it to be an AI because at the time, it was a few months ago, AI was like super I don't super even think ChatGPT was around. No, no, it was. It definitely was. Oh, um, a few months ago? Jeez. It was November. No way. Yes, it was. Anyways. Um, anyways. Oh, my gosh. So, at first, I really didn't expect it to be an actual LLM. I really just expected it to be a chatbot. So, if I, it's, it would ask me what does the word blah, blah, blah mean? And I would type the answer and I would either say, good job, you got it right, or no, you got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I expected it to be. But the more I used it, I was actually really pleasantly surprised. At first, when you started using it, was it like that? No. Okay. So that was just my expectation going, my expectation going into it. Um, and so what I used it to study vocabulary. And I could tell that it really understood the Spanish language. Mind you, Quizlet isn't just made for studying languages. Could use for studying all sorts Any of subjects. Type of thing. So the fact that it really understood Spanish was pretty remarkable. Um, it also understood many other languages. So I was quizzed. Large language model. Yeah. So I used it to like quiz me, and not only would it give me quizzes and quiz me on vocabulary and such, I asked it for harder vocabulary, right? And it mm-hmm. gave it to me because it understood what I wanted and it was able to give that to me. So I no, said, yeah, give, give me a harder sentence to translate mm-hmm. or what does this word mean and such. Okay. Um, and so that's just what it can be used for in Spanish. But like in other subjects, QChat, it can explain things in simple ways. So for example, if you're in science and you want to know how does active diffusion work in a human cell, then it'll give you a simple answer, right? It can break it down so that you understand it. Yes, and one of the things that this that can be used as a positive for teachers is that 
their job will be a lot easier with some relief taken off by yeah we'll talk about this later things however you know how we've been taught or like this a fear has been like ai is taking over jobs Mm -hmm. this is something that comes into it if ai can teach us in personal ways yeah i mean we'll talk about this later in the episode okay um but i mean yeah definitely so, to- like I was saying with QChat, it's immediate and accurate feedback, yep. which is just what students need. Like Will was saying, in these large school settings where there's so many students and teachers don't have the time to give every they student just can't feedback, do it. they can't quiz every student personally on what they need to work on. So Plus, this that is, would be really hard to keep track of. Yeah, and so this is something that students. This is a tool that students can use to learn better, right? Yeah. Advancement in artificial intelligence could lead to the creation of a personal teacher to help students reach their fullest potential. And some of these things you're thinking about, like, oh, what if they still do cheat? Well, there are detectors for AI-written things that are actually pretty accurate. Yeah, so the company that made ChatGPT, OpenAI, actually made an AI text detector of their own, right? And I think this is probably for schools. Exactly. So... If a teacher is suspicious, something might be written by artificial intelligence rather than written by a human. They can just run it through a detector, and it, more often than not, will be accurate. Yeah. So that's definitely something that will incentivize students not to just copy and paste. So far, ChatGPT is not advanced enough to give final results and cannot use essential skills like independent thinking, research, and writing skills because they don't have access to the Internet, and it's just not advanced yet. And also, I mean, just ethically, I mean, it's... It's not a human. Yeah, and these skills are something that are really important for students to know. And ChatGPT and other LLMs are really just to help encourage those skills, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, empower students to reach their fullest potential, like you were saying. Yeah, an experiment run by Joanna Stern, who we've actually talked about on our last episode. Yeah, she's a tech columnist for the Wall Street Journal. Uh-huh. ChatGPT's generated response weren't as good as what a human would write and often contained incorrect information. Yeah, so she actually went to a high school um, and she took a test and it was found that at least in the early stages of ChatGPT, the responses weren't good enough and they wouldn't pass, right? Mm-hmm. And the scary thing with this, though, is at least in the early stages, ChatGPT is only getting smarter. Yeah, so when that experiment was run, it was ChatGPT 3.0, and now there's actually ChatGPT 4.0, which has been released recently in the past few weeks. When are they going to start charging for it? They have. You is can't. That like well, if you go model? to ChatGPT, if you go to ChatGPT right now, you have access to like GPT like 3. Point whatever. But if you pay the twenty dollars a month, you get GPT like 4.0, so you get the highest model so what you is get the faster just, responses okay. um you get more priority so you know sometimes if there's so much demand you can't get on mm-hmm. um so it'll give you priority if you pay so how so ChatGPT doesn't have access to any part of the internet past 2020 2021 so so how is that gonna affect things well i mean that's one of the disadvantages ChatGPT has compared to bar so much and has Bing. changed yeah so I mean, it's def- that this is something else we're gonna talk get, talk about right now is the responses aren't completely accurate for ChatGPT at least and other AIs because for one AIs hallucinate right mm-hmm. they make things up entirely yeah and this is something that 
companies are really going to need to work on. Also, when we were talking with RJ Scringe, the CEO of Rivian, uh, he was saying how the AI... He's giving his, away so much right now. Well, when uh, in his in the cars, the AI cannot hallucinate. Otherwise, it's going to see, oh, is there a road here? Is there a road? It cannot hallucinate. Otherwise, there would be it's going to crash. Yeah. So that's something that companies are really going to need to work on, preventing the AIs from hallucinating. Well, that's only when you're in self-drive mode. Well, we're not really. Well, we're talking about LLMs right now. Okay. And it's just, I mean, students aren't really going to be able to use ChatGPT, at least to copy and paste. Especially at higher levels. Well, they just can't copy and paste because they need to fact check. The facts aren't going to be all right necessarily. But yeah, but yeah, exactly. Especially if it's something that's happened in the recent current. Exactly, current because events. it doesn't have access to the internet. But other chat, other LLMs like Bard and bing do have access or they have more knowledge yeah so that's also something that maybe is playing in their favor yeah and so combined with the fact that one teachers can detect if things are written by ai and two that the information isn't all correct it's really going to not it's going to incentivize students to not just copy and paste right i think the goal here is that they're trying to get them just overall like a better at writing in the sense that like they want to develop their language skills and the way they phrase things but not the actual information they're putting down yeah ChatGPT is not a substitution for real work Mm -hmm. what it is is it's a tool that students can use to aid them in creating their best work because using actual evidence and reasoning from a model that's not actually your research is really like not reliable, especially in this case. Mm-hmm. But using it to just better, like, make your wording sound better is what yeah. this can be used for. I mean, we use spell check on Google Docs, right? Why can't we use Grammar artificial intelligence to, you know, check for clarity, right? Yeah, for sure. And not only can students use artificial intelligence, but so can teachers. The whole point of artificial intelligence is to make your life easier. And uh, this is making is helpful for teachers because they can generate lesson plans, give worksheets, and do many manual tasks that might be tedious or take a long time and save a lot of time by doing that. Yeah, so one high school teacher who was interviewed by Insider said that with ChatGPT, her productivity had gone through the roof, right? Mm -hmm. And also what Bill Gates said in his newsletter was that um, teachers and everyone can use AI as a personal assistant so it can read your emails for you and summarize them it can take it can take notes for you. It can generate questions to deepen your understanding of things. So AI can enable like the creation of a personal assistant, which can not only make people's lives easier but teachers' lives easier. And you, if teachers suddenly are so much more productive, ChatGPT is taking care of all of their manual tasks. And that then, can give more time for maybe personalized feedback or yeah. bettering the students. Like what we were saying before, how teachers don't really have enough time to give all their students personalized feedback. And why is that? Because they're making lesson plans, they're printing out worksheets, they're grading the homework, they're doing this. Exactly. So with that taken off their hands, they have more time to teach. Yeah, and give feedback to their students, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean... There's not really much there, but I think the advancements in AI in school could really be positive for everybody, teachers, students, and the entire whole. Yeah, definitely. So you want to head to trivia? Yeah, let's do it. For those who are new to the show, uh, at the end of every episode, Will and I ask each other five trivia questions. Whoever gets the most right 
wins the episode. All right. Yes, we should we should honestly start keeping sure. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. By the way, this is our fiftieth episode, so. Oh wait, yeah. We haven't even it talked is. about that. It is. So, if for those of you who had made it this far, thank you guys. Yeah. We're gonna get to a hundred. You know, probably in another two years. <laughs> but um, okay. All right. I'll start us off. In the TV show Ted Lasso, who plays Ted Lasso? No idea. Jason Sudeikis. Okay. Who's on the $50 bill? $50. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Oh, good. You don't know this. I thought um, you were going to get this right on. Jeez. Let's go. Bro, this kid, he doesn't like, he knows everything. Okay. How old is Phil Mickelson? 58. 52. Okay. How many videos are uploaded to TikTok every second? It's it's one through twenty. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna guess something way more than that. Every second, uh, eighteen. Eight. Oh, okay. Still a ton. Yeah. Um. So this past week, Discovery Plus and HBO Max merged together as one streaming service. Okay. What is what are they now called? Discovery. It's Plus. not. It's not like no. It's not like some random word. Okay. Like it makes sense. So it's Discovery Plus and now HBO Max together. What is it called? Discovery Max. Max. It is called Max now. Okay. <laughs> okay. In honor of our fiftieth episode, what month was our first episode released? August 2021. Yeah, okay. See, mine are easy. You're giving me like, <laughs> what's Ted Lasso's actor's name? I think that that's a good trivia question. Yeah, it's a good friend. <laughs> I have All right. to watch it. All right. Uh, you dressed up as Ted Lasso for Halloween. Like, no, I've seen here. a few episodes, but like, okay. dude, it was an impromptu last second costume. Man. Okay. I killed it though. Um, I was Steve Jobs that year. I think I was better. <laughs> okay. Um, no one knew who you were. Everyone knew who I was. I know. It was pretty sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're like, you're Albert Einstein? <laughs> uh, let's see. How many U.S. states are there with two words in the name? With two words? Oh, jeez. Yeah. But you can't, like, think about it too hard. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'll give you 10 seconds. No, dude. Bro, but on. then you're just going to sit there and no, think okay, of it all. 30 seconds. No, but that's boring for everyone that's okay. listening. <laughs> New Jersey, New York, New Mexico, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut. Delaware, no, this is so cheap. Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, All right. Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Mississippi. Okay, I cut it. Now Will has his final answer. How many? Seven. Ten. What? Yeah. Bro, what am I missing? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that means you won. Yeah, we should just we should ask the final questions. What seed are the Warriors in the West? Seven. Six. Uh, okay. This one I think you'll get. Um, Which means I won't get it. Where is next year's Super Bowl? I should know this, man. Out of all the questions you ask, this is the one I should know. <laughs> um... I'm going to go, is Arizona this year, is it back in Hard Rock? 
So Miami? No. No? Okay. It's a good guess, though. San Francisco? Nope. Where? Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah, the new dome. Okay, that makes sense. All right. You have one more question? Yeah. How long is the average pop song? Ooh, if you're, like, like, close, I'll give it to you. Um, I'll say two minutes and 39 seconds. Okay. Three minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. So, thank you guys for listening. Blake, if we started keeping score, it'd be, like, 300 to... How many do you think you've won out of 50? Uh... I and by the way, you can actually add a 49, actually, because remember how you did one without me? With your oh, dad? yeah, that's fair. I'd say you'd won probably 30. Well, let's say per- percentage-wise. I'd say I've probably, I probably won, won like, like 14. Like... You've probably won like 35. No, I think you've won more than that. Uh, maybe it's like, probably like 20, 30? 65, that. 35. Percent? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I'm up in that percentile. Although, like, the beginning, you would just ask questions about rocket yeah, propulsion. Yeah, that wasn't that fair. But, um, you know what? I have to get smarter. Thank you guys. Blake has to go golf. See y'all.